are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. If you have your Bible, go to the book of Judges. That's in the New Testament, if you will. Hurry, 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 get there. Judges chapter number two. How many love Jesus? Can you say amen? Amen. Hey, hey, hey. How many love the Lord? Can you say, I do? How many love the person sitting next to you? Say, not so sure about that. Amen. (laughs) Judges chapter number two. I'm so glad to see you. Thank you for coming. God is good. Amen. I'm just so happy that you're here. It's been unbelievable already, hasn't it? Thank you for the great singing, the great preaching. And I thank God for the privilege to be around. Amen. I just love it. Thank you, everybody, for being here. And this platform is going to be a dangerous thing for me right now. I can tell you that right now. So front row, just be ready because I'm going to be coming your way. Superman coming your way. You ready for that? You don't think I can do it? Well, we'll find out. Amen. We'll see what happens. I want you to take your Bible and go to the book of Revelation, if you would. That's in the Old Testament. Hold your finger there. Please go to the book of Matthew. Hold your finger there. And then go to the book of Genesis and hold your finger there so I know you won't be messing around during the service. Amen. <laughs> no, go to the book of Judges. We're going to stay there. Y'all going, man, what's, man, what's this guy's problem? Y'all know. You know what it is. Judges chapter 2. All right, I've wasted about five minutes. I got about 10 more to go. So we got to hurry up. Amen. Can I get an amen in the crowd? Amen. Woo-hoo! We're having a big time. Are you in Judges yet? Can you say amen? amen? All right, all right. Let's close for prayer, shall we? You did a good job. All right, you there yet? I want to say thank you, everybody, for coming. Everybody okay? Everybody all right? All right, all right. I know some of you are a little nervous. Well, that makes two of us, amen. I want to say thank you for allowing me to come, Brother Russ. Thank you, Brother Trevor, for letting me come. This is an amazing place, an amazing group of people, and God is good. And I come to you today not as a young man. I know you probably didn't notice, but I don't come to you as a young man. I come to you as a man that's been down the road a little bit. Actually, been run over a few times, too. Amen. Come on now. Can I get a witness in the house? I feel like I'm going to end up in that skit this week. Hey, can I get a witness in the house? Amen. Don't be surprised. Amen. But I come to you as a man that's been down the road a little bit, been run over a few times, and that always helps. But I want to say I'm, I, I thank God for this wonderful privilege to be here. Amen. Amen. Now, I want, to, I want you to know my heart is full. Amen. My head is empty, but my heart is full. Amen. And I'm so glad I get to be a part of this conference. Amen. Could be the last time I ever get to preach, so I'm going to preach like it, okay? Amen. I'm going to preach lying down is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> When I got here yesterday, I think it was yesterday, it may may have been last week, I'm not real sure, it felt like yesterday. No, it felt like last year when I got here. I got here yesterday and I was at the hotel, I was out getting a tan, I was out sunbathing, and I was just praying and having a time, and all of a sudden I saw all these young people showing up at the hotel. I thought, oh man, this is going to be incredible, all these teenagers piling off the bus and Get off the bus, Gus, amen. My middle name is Gus, so I was having a big time. 
I saw all these teenagers get off the bus. They got off the bus from Hopewell Baptist. I saw Hopewell Baptist. And I thought, Lord, help us. I, I saw, a, I don't even know if this is true or not. Maybe I was just misreading it, but I saw a bus named Mid-State Baptist Church. That's, that's, hey, man, thank you, all two of you. That was great. What, that was wonderful. I saw, I saw a van. I was out in the back. I was just talking to the Lord, leaning up against the fence, and I saw a van come by. It said Yuba City, Arizona. Is that right? Yuba City? Oh, it's Yuba City, California. It's Yuba City, California. Where are you at? Yuba City, California. Are you still? Is it Yuba City, California? Oh, I was messing around with you. I said I was just through Yuba City. I was, Yuba, I was in Yuba City, Arizona. <laughs> I told you I'm here, but not all there. Amen. He was looking at me. It's kind of funny. Well, praise God. The rest of you are too. Amen. <laughs> I saw, uh, I saw Abigail from Fall Fallen, Montana. Is, is that group here from Fallen? Is it Fallen? Fallon. Fallon, Montana? Where are you at from Fallon, Montana? All right. Yeah. Fallen, fallen from New York. We're glad to see you. And I saw uh, folks from Lighthouse Baptist Church in San Diego. They showed up. Come on, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the only amen we'll get out of you for the week. <laughs> Just kidding. I saw a group from Charity Baptist of Calusa. Are they here? Charity Baptist of Calusa. Come on. See, I'm noticing you. I'm seeing you, baby. Come on now. It's kind of dangerous when I'm calling a fella baby. Amen. Hey, baby, what's happening? Amen. Last night I was leaving the service and somebody's yelling, hey, Pastor Mark, hey, Pastor Mark. I turned around, I couldn't figure out who it was because I'm blind in both eyes, can't see out of either one of them. I turned around and it was Brother Kyle Conley. It's Brother Kyle Conley's wild, crazy maniac group here. Are they here? That's what I'm talking about. I've known Brother Kyle for quite a while now, right, Brother Kyle? How long do you think we've known each other? I know you're, I know you're embarrassed, but would you go ahead and tell him anyhow? How long we known each other? 19 years. He's a wild man. He came here last year and got all messed up. I think he broke his leg, broke his neck, broke his back, broke his lips. He broke everything last year. I'm just glad to see you all. But as I sat there, I thought to myself, and I'm watching everybody come in, I, I thought to myself, huh, there's a reason we're here. Come on. There's a reason we're doing this. And I want to say to everybody, every youth pastor, every pastor, I want to say thank you so very much. They're cutting out the doors already, Brother Trevor. Am I making everybody mad already? Is everybody going to leave on me? Hey, everybody, is everybody all right this morning? Come on. Yeah. And I just sat there and I watched everybody come in. I looked at the crowd last night as dear Brother Cooper was fired up this last night. Amen. Preaching it. I was watching him. I was looking out at the crowd saying, man, God's going to do something great here. But obviously somebody in their heart has a reason to be here. Amen. I looked across, I saw all these teenagers and all these pastors and all these youth pastors and youth workers, and I, I thought, dear God, thank you so much for what you're about to do in this place. Amen. Amen. I thought, dear God, do it again, Lord, do it again in this place. And I want to say thank you so very much for being here. I want you to stand with me. I want you to open up your Bible, go to the book of Judges, chapter number two. 
I would like to preach for a couple hours this morning. Somebody says, what's the matter with you, man? You crazy? Yes, leave me alone. It's going to be all right. I'm enjoying the journey. Amen. Y'all can come if you want. It's really good. One guy came up to me one time and he says, man, you know you can't preach. I said, I know that. I said, but I'd like to get a second opinion. He said, well, you're ugly too. I said, all right, you got me there. All right, we need to pray and go home. We got to go play at the sports center. Everybody can get their legs broken up. <laughs> Judges chapter 2. I want you to go, just for the sake of time, let's read the entire book, shall we? <laughs> Judges chapter 2. I want you to go to verse number 10. We got to hurry up and get out of here. We got to go. Come on. Judges chapter 2, verse number 10. You say, man, why are you goofing around so much? I'm scared to death. That's why. Judges chapter 2, verse number 10. The Bible says, and also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers. And there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. You all probably know the story here, but Moses led the children out of Egypt. And as Moses passed on and brought them out of Egypt, God gives them another man to take them into the promised land. His name is Joshua, Joshua takes him into the promised land and Joshua lives his life serving God and Joshua drops off the scene and now the Bible says uh, that there was also that generation that were gathered into their fathers that all passed away and the Bible says and there arose another generation after them which knew not the Lord nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Look at verse number 11, it gets incredible here. Watch this, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam and they forsook the Lord God of their fathers which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods of the gods of the people that were round about them and bowed themselves under them and provoked the Lord to anger. I wonder today, my dear friends, listen to me young people, I wonder if we're provoking God to anger. I wonder if we're getting God mad. You know, can I tell you something? It's not the world. It's, it's the, it's the Bible-believing Christians, I think, that need to turn away from our sin and turn back to God. It's, it was the children of God that turned away from God that made the Lord upset. The Bible says in verse number 13, and they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. I want you to take your Bible now. Go to Judges chapter 3 and, and look at just one verse here. Judges chapter number 3. Are you still here, everybody? Is everybody okay having a big time? We got to go. Judges chapter 3 and verse number 31. I want you to read this with me out loud, okay? Ready? Begin. And after him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, which slew of the Philistines 600 men with an ox goad, and he also delivered them. I want to preach this morning for a couple of hours on this subject. Step right up. It's time for a sham. Step right up. It's time for a sham. Did I mention that I love him? Oh, how I worship I told you I'm going to be in that circus skit. And adore him when I can see no way. He makes a way. Did I mention he's been faithful to every promise 
how he ever made me. I love him. You got some harmony here. That's all. Oh, I had what, what, whatever. You don't even know why. That's all I want to say. Hey, do you know that chorus? Did I mention that I love him? How I worship and adore him when I can see no way he makes a way. Did I mention he's been faithful to every promise he's ever made me? I love him, that's all I want to say. Hello, God's people saying, hey, you're all right, let's go to God and pray. Hey, we got some hand clapping over here, we're going to be all right. Hey, y'all, I'm coming, you're in, my friend Robert is here, praise God. Hey. Hey, everybody, right there, picture of me from Robert. You drew me this picture? You know what he's got me doing? Shooting out of that cannon right back there, amen. Robert and I, we've been down the road together, haven't we, Brother Robert? Thank you, my dear brother. Let's go to God. We gotta go, we gotta get out of here. Let's have a time. Father, we thank you for the good day. And now, Lord, I thank you for this wonderful crowd. And Lord, all that's been said and all that's been done. Lord, I thank you for my dear brother-in-law, Brother Treber. And thank you, Lord, for Brother Russ and all these workers. I thank you for the preachers. Thank you for Brother Cooper. And Dear God, his walk with God is very evident in the message last night, and Lord, his life, it's very obvious to see. Lord, I thank you for Brother Brown, and Lord, for the years that I've known him and watched him and how you're using him. And, and now, dear God, I would pray that you bless all these, all these men, all this staff here. Lord, it's been incredible, and I, I thank you, Lord, for every person that showed up this morning. And dear God, I, my heart is, it really is full, dear God, and I pray that you would touch our hearts this morning in a special way. And, Dear God, you know what you've laid on my heart today for these young people and even for the, the, the youth workers that are here, dear God, and the pastors that are here. Lord, I would pray that you'd speak to us now. In Jesus, we give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name I pray and all God's people said, amen. Please remain standing for the rest of the message. I want you to know how it feels. Please be seated. Thank you so much. You know something, everybody, in our passage of Scripture today, there's always somebody on the trail. If you're going to live right, are you listening today? Why do I say that? Of course you're listening. But when we're out living for God, there's always somebody that's going to try to stop you from living for the Lord. Hey, hey, there's going to be somebody going to try to get in your way for living for Jesus. Can I get an amen in the house? Somebody's going to try to stop you. And the people of God were no different. They had somebody that was trying to stop them. And all along the way in Israel, you would always find somebody that would step up that would try to stop the people of God. It was the Philistines in this particular chapter in verse number 31 of, of Judges 3 and the Bible says, and after him was Shamgar the son of Anath which slew the Philistines 600 men with an ox goad and he also delivered Israel. I want to talk to you this morning about this subject. Uh, step right up. Uh, it's time for a sham. Uh, step right up. It's time for a sham. I want to say number one if you're not writing this down I want to say this number one. 
Number one, God uses an unpopular man. God uses an unpopular man. In our passage of Scripture, from what I've studied throughout the Word of God, I can only find the name of Shamgar that's only mentioned two times. I find that God sometimes uses an unpopular person. Sometimes God chooses the unusual out of it all. And Here I find in this passage of Scripture that there was a man named Shamgar that stood up to the task and delivered to Israel the Bible says and he slew 600 men 600 Philistines with an ox goat you don't hear a lot about him can I say you don't have to be popular in order for God to use you don't have to be the biggest you don't have to be the best for God to use and God all of a sudden in this passage of scripture in just one little verse tells us about a man named Shamgar sticks it right in there on verse number 31 he says that this Shamgar he is the one that went out and said I'm going to slay 600 Philistines with an ox goat all of a sudden out of the passage of scripture never to be brought up again except for that one time in the word of God only two times in the Bible is his name mentioned I find out that God sometimes uses an unpopular person I'm saying today I wonder who it is in the audience today that God's already speaking to your heart you don't feel like you're the top of the class you don't feel like you're the one that everybody's got the, the attention on can I say this morning you're just the one that God might be looking for hallelujah you might be the unpopular one I'm saying God God shines on using the unpopular person in this passage of scripture his name is Shamgar he steps up and slays how many people 600 Philistines with an ox goad God chooses to use an unpopular person I wonder who it is today that God says I want to use that person you say I don't think I can nobody knows my name can I I say this morning as long as we know his name God can use you my friend God uses the unpopular person it was a time in my life when I had seen this young couple come in at our church the Berean Baptist Church the great Berean Baptist Church over in the Holy Land Rockford Illinois this man came walking in with his wife and he was walking in front of her and she was coming behind him and, and I knew right away there was something different about this fella he came in and he just had a goofy laugh about him he, he come in with a smile all the time and he was just kind of like laughing <laughs> just kind of laughing all the time he brought his wife and they came in and guess what they sat down in the second row they introduced themselves to me and I said hey I'm Pastor Mark Swanson and we got to know one another he'd sit in the second row and you just say something slightly funny <laughs> he looks around and just <laughs> he's wondering why everybody else didn't laugh but his head's about to fall off <laughs> he just laughed <laughs> you know somebody like that <laughs> just laughing his head off this young, this young man, I got to know this person. I found out uh, that he was addicted to some drugs. He was addicted to cocaine, and he got addicted to heroin. And there were times in my life, Brother Cooper, that I invested in him, and I, I helped him get a job, and I, I tried to help him turn his life around, and I, I knew Mark Swanson couldn't do it. But I wanted to be an individual that had an investment in somebody else, and so I tried to invest my life into this man, and I began to help him, and he was on drugs, and he was on crack cocaine, 
and he was on heroin and there were times I'd have to go to where he was and pull him out of those uh, uh, horrible places. I'd have to pull him out of that drug house and I'd have to take him back home and I, I'd try to help him. There were times when I would take his crack pipe, pipe and I would throw it on the ground and I would have to break it to pieces and I would try to help this man and I watched God begin to do something in his life and then all of a sudden he and his wife disappeared and they moved out of town and they went away and they went from this state to that state to this state to that state and then one day after about a year and a half two years his wife came walking back in that door his wife came walking back in that door and she said I'm leaving my husband she said I, I have nothing to do with him anymore she said he's in this state over here but I'm coming back here pastor can I be a part of this church church and so I said let's come on in let's see what God can do can I get an amen in the house let's see what God can do so she came back in and she began to see God do a great work in her life and then all of a sudden they didn't see her brother Trevor she disappeared found out that I got a call from, from one of the relatives or from one of the pastors of another church and said that she had overdosed on heroin and had taken her life. She had two beautiful little girls that were left behind and she had overdosed. And then it was about another three weeks or four weeks later that all of a sudden I was sitting there and we had a special service called 911 Sunday. We had the mayor of the town there. We had firefighters and police officers. We had special people there. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue, I'm up in my office getting ready to meet with the mayor. And all of a sudden, guess who comes walking in? <laughs> he comes walking in. He goes, hey, Pastor Mark. I said, man, how you doing? This was the husband of the woman that had just lost her life. He come walking back in. I hadn't seen him for a long time. He says, man, is it okay if I'm here today? I said, a little late now, bud. Amen. He come walking in, he's sitting there, and he said, Pastor, can I be in church today? I said, let's talk afterwards. So he sat in church and had a big time, and he, he came up, and he came back in the evening service, and I began to see God do a great work in his life, everybody. Oh, you know what I'm saying this morning. He, he says, uh, see God do a great work in his life, and he came back, and all of a sudden, we were out getting ready to go soul winning on Saturday morning, and, and uh, I'm getting ready to take the teenagers out with our youth pastor. We always have a great time and a big time, and guess who shows up on Saturday morning? for soul winning <laughs> he shows up for Saturday he goes is it okay if I go soul winning I said a little late now he shows up for soul winning I said okay we're going to start a new program he said, what is it? I said, we're going to get you out on the bus routes. We're going to have you go to every house. We're going to have you, we're going to have you get a bunch of new kids. We're going to have you go out soul winning. We're going to have you tackle every bus route in our church. He said, okay, okay, I'll do that. That guy went out that day and I paired him up with somebody else. And, and the next morning they walked in on Sunday morning. And I said, man, how did it go yesterday? Here's a man that had messed up his life. And here had a man that was on a, a downward spiral. I said, how did it go yesterday? And he said, praise the Lord. We had eight people trust Jesus Christ as their Savior yesterday while they were out door to door. Can I say something to everybody this morning? God wants to use somebody. God wants to use the unpopular. You say, man, I don't have what it takes. Guess what? You have just qualified you now have what it takes to be used of God God wants to use the unpopular my friend I wonder who it is today that God's got his hand on you God's got his eyes on you God wants to touch you and you say no not me and not me not me I say this morning God decides to use the unpopular I say secondly God uses an unusual plan not only God uses the unpopular, but God uses an unusual plan. 
Amen. Look at verse number 31. If you still have your Bible open in the book of Revelation, the Bible says, And after him was Shamgar, the son of Hanath, which slew the Philistines 600 men with an ox goad, and he also delivered Israel. Can I say something, everybody? I've always noticed that when God begins to move, he uses an unpopular person. When God begins to move, he uses an unusual plan. Sometimes it's not always the way we think. and Sometimes it's not always the way we think. And not, not always is it in this program or, or that program. But a lot of times when God begins to work, he begins to use an unusual plan. Here's a man, his name is Shamgar, out in the obviously a farmer and he has an ox goat. Do you know what an ox goat is? An ox goat is just a long stick on one end it has a pointed edge and on the other end it has like a like a uh, oh what do you call one of those farmer tools and he had like a, like a scraper to scrape off the plow. So one end he would use the pole to prod the cattle. And the other end, I wonder if he used it to pick up what the cattle had left behind. I don't know what he had used it for. But the Bible says that all he had was a stick in his hand. All he had was an ox goad. It was about eight feet long. About two to three inches round. Yeah. Amen. I'm saying, Amen. Amen. well, sometimes God uses... Hey, help me out, brother. I'm slipping and sliding all back up in here. Amen. It's totally gone out, aren't we? Anybody still here? Amen. Sometimes God decides to use. How are we doing? Amen. Sometimes God decides to use an unusual plan. Sometimes God decides to do the unusual through people that it was never expected that way. I wonder how many times uh, throughout the scriptures people looked at this man and said, what in the world's the matter with this guy? What in the world's this guy got going on? And somebody looked at him and that's all he had was a, a little ox goat in his hand. All he had was a little stick that God said, I want to use this man. I want to put him to my use. It was an unpopular man. It was an unusual plan. Can I say this morning, young people, more than ever, cause looking for somebody that says, I'm willing to be that unpopular person. I'm willing to be part of the unusual plan. I'll be that man. I'll be that woman. I'll be the one God. If you would just take what I have, if you would just take it and use it, God, I give it to you. I wonder what it is today that you say, no, I can't do it. No, there's nothing that I can do for the glory of God. Can I say this morning, it might just be an ox goad that God is looking for. If you would just take it and let him use it, I promise you today, my dear friend, God will take an unpopular plan, a man, an unusual plan, and he'll use you for his honor and for his glory. I say, my dear friend, today, who is it? Who is it in the house today that says, God could never use me? Who is it today that says, I've got some baggage in my life. I've got an upbringing that I'm not, I'm not proud of. There are things in my life that I don't think God could use. Maybe there's somebody here today that says, I, I grew up in a poor home. You say, God could never use me. Can I say this morning, God can take the poor and God can use the poor. The Bible doesn't say anything about his riches, but the Bible says that he had an ox goad in his hand. I wonder who it is today, my dear friend, that God is choosing, that God is looking for to use an unusual plan. He's looking for what's in your hand. You say, I don't have much. Welcome to the crowd. You say, I'm not the popular one. Welcome to the crowd. You say, I don't have a rich family. Welcome to the Welcome to the crowd, my dear friends. Hey, have you ever met my son's dad? How many have ever met my son's dad? Let me tell you something. 
If God can use him, he can use anybody. Amen. And I'm saying this morning, my dear friends today, what is it that God is looking for in your life? What is the baggage that you have? What is in your life that you don't think God can use? What is it that God's trying to pick out in you? I'm saying today, my dear friend, let God take it. Let God use it. Put it in God's hand. I promise you today, my dear friend, that God will take it. He will shape it. He will mold it. Sometimes he has to break it, but God will take that little ox goad that he has in your hand and he'll let you slay the giant with him. He'll let you slay the enemy with him. Whatever you have, whatever you have, whatever you have, it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what nation you're from. It doesn't matter your family background. It doesn't matter your friends. It doesn't matter your popularity. It doesn't matter your talent. It doesn't matter all those abilities. But what it does matter, if you'll just take God at his word, let him take what he has given you and let him use it for his honor, for his glory. Would you let him take it? Maybe somebody here today, you say, I need to give God my ox goad. I wonder who it is today that would say, dear God, I give you my ox goad. I say, number one, God used an unpopular man. Number two, God used an unusual plan. And I say, lastly, and we'll go home. Well, maybe not yet, amen. I say, lastly, God does the unstoppable can. The C-A-N, or if you're like me, you spell it K-A-N. The unstoppable can. The unstoppable can. Would you look at that verse with me? Verse number 31, the Bible says, And after him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, which slew the Philistines. 600 men with an ox goat. Would you read those next five words? Ready? Begin. And he also delivered... Would you read it again? Ready one more time. And he also delivered Israel. Let me say something this morning, everybody. Spear, are you in the audience? My son, Elisha Spear, are you here? Would you come on up here? Elisha Spear, are you here? Here he comes. Come on down, my brother. This is my son, Elisha. He's 62 years of age. This, can you? This is my dear son, Elisha Spear. For a long time, my wife and I couldn't have children, and we prayed, and we prayed, and and God gave us one. After 17 and a half years of praying, Brother Cooper, we prayed, God, give us, a, give us a child. There was a preacher preaching one night, and I walked the aisle, and I said, dear God, if you'll let me be a daddy, if you'll let me be a, if you'll let me be a daddy, Lord, I promise to give him back to you. I promise to put him on, uh, on your hands, Lord. He's all yours if you'll just give him to us. And, and about uh, just uh, the next year, uh, January 19th, uh, here comes Elisha Spear Swanson. Uh, I named him Elisha Spear because in the Bible, Second Samuel chapter number 23, there's a, there's a man there that receives the name of Spear after he stood up for God. I said, dear God, one of the things that I want for this young man is that he would stand up for God, that he would be accounted for, that he would be used of God. I wonder who it is today that you say, dear God, would you take me? Would you use me? Would you shape me? Would you mold me? I say to my friends out here this morning, this young man here has gone through a lot in his life just because, not because he's a, a preacher's son, sometimes that's it, but because he has a desire to live for God in his life and he has a, a hunger inside to be used of God. He has a, a desire to say, dear God, take me, use me, mold me, and make me. I wonder who it is today that would say, dear God, would you take me? Would you use me? My desire for Elisha is, is to let him know that always God can. There are no can'ts with God. God can. In this passage of Scripture, the Bible says that he also delivered 
Israel. The Bible says that God did the unstoppable can. God can. What I'm telling you today is all of his life for 18 years, I've looked at him and I've said that God can. I say to my son a hundred million times over, it doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter what you are. God can take you and mold you and make you and use you. And I say to him many times over, God has never failed me one time. He's never let me down one time. I tell my son all the time that God has never failed him. And there are times in his life where he may wonder, God, what are you doing now? But I say through it all, dear Elisha Spear, take your ox goad and give it to God. But God will never fail you. I say to my friends in the audience this morning that God will use you. God has a can. God has a can in your life. What is the can in your life? What are you standing up against and you say, there's no possible way. I say, God gives the unstoppable can. God can. There have been many times and some of the youth pastors and pastors in this house, you know what I'm talking about. But sometimes you get to the point in your life where you say, dear God, I can't do this anymore. I can't go on another day. Lord, I can't do this anymore. I say, my dear friends today, God can. You may not be able to, but God can. You may not be able to handle it, but God can. Give them your ox gold pack and let God take you and use you for his honor and for his glory. It was on graduation night, May 24th, 2019. They called my son's name across the platform and they asked him for his life's verse. He said his life's verse was, and after him was Shabgar, the son of Anath, which slew of the Philistines 600 men with an ox goat, and he also delivered Israel. I said, dear God, would you place in him an ox goat? Dear God, would you place in his hand the ability to know that God has never stopped. God does the unstoppable. Thank you, Spirit, God bless you. Thank you, I want God to use him. I want him to take the ox goat in his hand and let God use him. I wonder who it is. Is it a young lady here today that you desire? You've got that hunger inside. God, use me. There's a young man in the audience today saying, oh God, use me. Hey, let me tell you something today. I know you're looking up at me like it is a real circus going on, but I'm just talking to you. I'm saying this morning, God can take anybody and God can do anything with your life if you just place it into his hands. I watch YouTube. Anybody ever heard of YouTube? No, just me? I'm not probably like you. I watch 12 to 15 hours of YouTube every day. I know some of you are a little longer than that. I watch 12 to 15 hours of YouTube every day of my life. I go on there when I'm looking for a good sermon. I'm looking for Brother Cooper to see if I can find him. One time I went on there, Brother Treber, I heard this guy preaching. He preached my outline. I thought, where'd he get that? And then I realized I took it from him, amen? (laughs) One time I was watching YouTube. Somebody told me about it. I went on to YouTube. I went on to YouTube and there was a man that was a homeless man. I'll say this and we gotta get out of here. There was a homeless man that they were videotaping. You may have seen this, but a, a homeless man. He was a homeless man. Somebody walked up to him and gave him $100. He, somebody walked up to him and gave him 100 Now, I don't have 100 but would you take a 20 You would do that? Amen, brother. Right on, brother. Step right up. Amen. <laughs> yeah. 
He came up to him, he gave him a hundred dollar bill. And they, they stayed with him. They said, I want to see what this guy's going to do with this $100 bill. The man that he was talking to said, I'll guarantee you, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, I'll bet you a million bucks that he's going to go spend it on liquor. This man's going to go booze it up. You watch. You watch. He reached in his hand. He gave him 100 bucks. Can you use a 20? You, could, you sure? No doubt about it. Amen. Step right up. Amen. I need to find a girl that needs a 20. Is there any girls in here need a 20? Where? Where? Can you split it? Can you split it? All right, I got a hundred dollar bill. Who can use a hundred? Yes. So can I. So can I. So, just put that hand back down. Put that hand back down. So this guy, they walk up to this man. They give him a hundred dollar bill. They're saying to themselves, you just watch. This guy's going to go into that liquor store, and he's going to booze it up, and he's going to get a lot of liquor, and he's going to celebrate the hundred dollars. They gave him that hundred dollars. They videotaped him. Anybody seen what I'm talking about? They videotaped a man. He's going into the liquor store. Sure enough, they called it right. He's going into the liquor store. He goes into that liquor store, and he comes out with bagfuls. And they said, look at this. We were right. We called it. We predicted it. We put $100 in his hand. And now he's going to do nothing but drink it away. Brother Trevor, they, they, they looked at that man and said, this is all he's worth is $100 to go boozing up. He walks out with his hands full, bags all over him. They continued to follow him. When they followed him, they were so amazed. You know where he went? He went down to where his buddies were. He went down to the other homeless people that he knew had nothing to eat for days. He took all those bags. There was no liquor in those bags. There was nothing but food. He took that food out there. And he began to spread it around to those homeless guys. Those guys videotaped him, came up to him, said, hey, man, we pegged you wrong. We thought you were going to go drink it up. He said, no. He said, I had something else. I had something that somebody needed, hallelujah. He said, somebody gave me something, now I want to pass it on. Can I say this morning, you're here for a reason. God has put something in your hand. God has made you something special. God wants to use you. Take the ox code and give it to God, whatever it is. Please, 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 please. What your youth pastor has put into you, what your pastor has put into you, I say this morning, let God take it. Let God use it. I'm saying somebody else needs us. There's an America that needs us. There's a city that you live in that needs us. There's a mama. There's a daddy. There's a brother. There's a sister. Woo! There's somebody that needs you this morning. I'm saying this morning, would you take what God's placed in your hands? I'm looking for a Shamgar or maybe a Miss Shamgar this morning. Lord, here's my basket. I give it to you. I wonder who it is today. Would you just say, dear God, would you take what I have? Let's see, it's just a stick. Would you use it? Maybe some of you say, man, my mama, my daddy, they're not even together. Maybe you've been offended. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you've been messed up in your own personal life. And I say, would you give it to God this morning? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You know that song? Amen. Hey, I'm saying this morning you can do all things Amen. through Christ who gives you strength. Amen. I'm looking for a shamgar. I don't want 150 or 200 or 300 or 1,000 young people to come this morning. I'm just asking for a shamgar. 
just asking for a shamgar that would step out and say, I want to be a shamgar. Would you step out? Would you let God take what you have and use it for his glory? It may not seem much, but it's all he needs. God is enough. I say to the young people, God is enough. I say to the parents in here, God is enough. I say to the youth workers and the pastors in here, I found out through my life, Brother Treber, that God is enough. God is enough. And when you go through things you don't think you can, you can stand, God is enough. When you don't think you can handle it, God is enough. And there he is out in the field. I wonder if he thought to himself, I can't handle this. But God put that ox goat in his hand and he said, I will be enough for you. I will be enough. For some months now, I've had an esophagus problem, Brother Treber. About 20 to 25 times a month, I have to regurgitate before I can even get my food down. I had a doctor's appointment scheduled before I came out here. I wasn't even able to, even able to get there. But many times, Brother Treber, I look at myself, I said, dear God, is there an opportunity? Do you want me to quit? Do you want me to step aside? What is it that you want in my life? And so many times I've had to say, dear God, would you take my ox gold? And use it today. I wonder today, who's a shamgar? Father, I pray now that you would bless. I pray that you would take the young people in this audience, in this crowd, maybe the youth workers, maybe a pastor, dear God, that would say, I need his touch. Lord, I pray that you would touch our hearts. Lord, I pray that somebody would step up and say, I want to be used of Almighty God. Take my ox goat and use it. His strength is perfect when our strength is gone. He'll carry us when we can't carry on. Raised in his power, the weak become strong. His strength is perfect. His strength is perfect. When you don't feel like you have what it takes, his strength is perfect. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve him this week.